Hey, hello everybody. Uh, this is the first time I have ever done this. Um, this is Carter, aka Necromaniacal, welcoming you all to the first episode of the Necro Podcast. Um, this whole episode today is going to be kind of focused more about, you know, what the band is, where it comes from, um, how I do things. And we're also going to be talking about the creation of my first ever song, which is called Cauterized. So, yeah, really excited. Yeah, there she is. There's the song. Um, basically, um, I love podcasts. Um, my favorite podcast right now, well, I guess of all time, just, you know, with the topics, with the content, with the humor, it's the downbeat. The Downbeat uh, was started by Craig Reynolds uh, of this band. Well, he joined this band called Straight From The Path in 2016. Um, he wasn't their you know, OG drummer or anything like that, but just holy shit. <laughs> He's really improved that band's sound. He's really, you know, came into his own as like a content creator and um, like this past year or two. And I've just, I really look up to him and uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, you'll kind of find a common theme with my Project Necro is expression, and this podcast is also another form of expression. So, yeah, a little bit about me real quick. My name is Carter Bradley. Um, I have been playing drums. I got, like, drums are my main instrument. I've been playing drums since I was, Jesus Christ. I'm 21 years old right now um, at the time of recording this. And I start, I guess I like, like, my first experience with drums, like, in any shape or form was when I was, like, seven. My parents got me rock band for Christmas of 2008. Um, for those who were born, you know, after the year 2008, Rock Band um, was this uh, video game series that you could buy for your Xbox 360, like that console generation, and you would just uh, buy the plastic instruments that would double as controllers, and then you would just mime along to the screen, like notes, buttons, etc. Just look it up. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure there's not a lot of people here who are that young listening to this, but... I don't know, just felt like giving a history lesson there for a second. Um, and also, I'm going to mention one more thing real quick. This is like the, f I think this is probably going to be the only podcast I do alone. I mean, we'll see. I want to get other people on here, other people in the music scene, um, people that I know, you know. And also, I'm using a vocal mic to record this. Um, so, you know, please don't hate me if you think the quality is garbage because, um, you know, I just kind of use whatever gear I have at my disposal. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess going back to the whole rock band thing, rock band and Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero was kind of another game just like that. Guitar Hero was the OG, though. It was like the first, you know, rhythm game that really was successful. Um, man, and they've like tried to bring back rock band and Guitar Hero, but it just, uh, you know, this, the, the fire is not there anymore, unfortunately. But yeah, so seven years old, playing rock band, learning muscle memory, learning, um, you know, how to use my left and right hands, um, learning how to do drum fills, learning how to just, you know, play basic beats, honestly. And I'm sorry if there's, like, a clipping sound for the first, like, three minutes. Um, like I said, <laughs> use whatever gear you have. But, yeah, Rock Band, Guitar Hero. There was a lot of uh, subgenre games that they would make. Like, they would do the Beatles Rock Band, Green Day Rock Band. And because of those games, I found out, you know, that I really like pop punk music and I really like uh, the drumming of Ringo Starr. Like, Ringo and Trey Cool. Drummer of Green Day. Sorry about the clipping. I'm just going to have to just hold it like this. Um, yeah. The two of those guys, I owe a lot to them. And uh, through, you know, those games, I discovered a lot more amazing bands. Like, there's literally, like, bands that have gotten famous from Rock Band. 
And just to be able to grow up in a time like that, like I, God, I, I wish I could relive it every single day. Um, but then, you know, after playing rock band and like literally like I had the PlayStation 2, PlayStation 2 didn't have internet, so you couldn't like get downloadable content for this game. So I literally like burned through all the songs, like maybe playing them like 20 times. And then I'm just like, dad, can you get me like a drum kit for my birthday? And I was going to be like 10 or some shit. And he made it happen when went on Craigslist, found a sound percussion <laughs> five-piece kit or, you know, snare drum, kick drum, two rack toms, one floor tom, like a hi-hat and a, and a crash. Very basic. Um, we also didn't have it as good back then with like the beginner drum kits. Like I will give credit where credit is due. Like drum brands like Mapex, Pearl, PDP, like they are the fucking shit right now for like in entry for like intermediate drummers. But no, I you know sound percussion. Sound percussion's still a thing, but I know they they they're kind of dying. But anyways, yeah, sound percussion labs. I don't even think it was labs back then. It was like my first drum kit, and then, um, yeah. Just basically played that sound percussion kit until it, like, died, you know, broke. Just kind of lost all faith in it. Um, and then I got a Pearl drum kit for my 15th birthday. Like, my everybody's like, oh, yeah, my first my first Pearl kit was an export. Yeah, so it was mine. It's true. Um, the legends are true. <laughs> well, actually, I know a lot of people, like, uh, Pearl Export was their first kit, like, just in the local music scene or whatever. Um but yeah, and that was, like, when I got that drum kit, like, it was black, you know, it had more cymbals, it, it looked badass, it uh, it was an actual drum kit, like, I loved that thing, I, unfortunately, a lot of that kit um, is, like, missing now, like, I sold the bass drum to a music store, um, I, I think I still have the, the, the floor tom's, like, broken, which sucks, because, like, I was going to use that as, like, another floor tom, but I still have the rack toms, but yeah, dude. And that was a great drum set. And then around that time, I started playing in some bands. Um, like, my first band was with some kids from, like, a different school district, and it just didn't end up working out. And then I played drums for the thrash metal band Apocalypse. Um, and I just, you know, I left that band due to my own reasons. Um, no bad blood with those guys or anything, you know? And uh, around that time, I kind of like, had an epiphany, I guess, where I was just kind of like, um, man, I really want to make music on my on my own, you know? I don't, I'm not a big fan of, like, the too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing, but I'm not dogging, like, you know, the old songwriting process or anything, like, I'm not saying you can't do that or anything, like, you, whatever works best for you, you make it, you make it work, and just the way that my old bands, like, that I was in would write songs, like, even, like, the first band, like, you know, I just, I just was never creatively satisfied, and I think that's a good reason, as any, for doing your own thing. Um, yeah, necromaniacal. It's all about the love of heavy metal. I mean, especially, you know, the pretty, pretty important genres of metal, like heavy metal, doom metal, thrash metal, stoner metal. Just if it's metal, dude, it 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 it'll fit. Um, but I don't know. It's like. I have that mindset, but then again, at the same time, it's like I really like like aggressive music. I really like music that'll make people move, music that'll make people beat each other up. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of like one of those things where I don't know what I'm going to end up writing, but, you know, if I do end up writing something badass, it'll be badass. If I end up writing something a little bit more slower, it'll be slower, like just whatever 
whatever this world brings, I suppose. Um, but yeah, like the first song that I ever put out, um, and I'm trying to avoid like saying like dates and times and everything because uh, the song I-, I wanted it to come out a little bit more sooner than it did, but just because of like you know being in another band dealing with that a lot of the time like and also working with um members of my other band to kind of make it happen like you know we got a lot going on so I'm not shit talking anybody or anything just this song has been like done since February um pretty much like it's like it was like fully tracked and then um first time ever like doing vocals on a song and I think for my first time ever it wasn't the worst but I've definitely been working a little bit more to kind of make sure that it actually sounds, I don't know, not so brutish and not so juvenile in some places. Like 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 a brute, you know, like a giant, oh, duh, 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 like, oh, like that kind of thing. Because some of my vocals do kind of sound a little bit mm, chunky. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about, like a big chunky dude, like, oh, you know. And I'm, I'm kind of a big chunky dude too, so. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, and for anybody that's wondering what that song is about, um, I don't know. I've just, I've gone through a lot of shit in the past, like, year or two. Like, being in a band, leaving a band, being with a girl, breaking up with said girl, it's just kind of like, I don't know. I kind of poured a lot of, like, my feelings into those lyrics. Like, when there's entertainment, there will be an arrangement. That's kind of like, anytime I would go and play a band, play a band. That's not a thing, Carter. Shut up. Uh, play a show with my old band. There would just be a lot of, like, animosity amongst bands, and it's just like, come on, guys. We're not here for competition. We're here to have fun. And it's just like, anytime we go to, like, a place, like a show, like, there's always, like, people, like, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to rehash the past or anything, but, you know, yeah, those lyrics, like, realize the despised, and they're not looking for you. Um, I guess that's, like, kind of like a reminder of just like I some of the feelings I'd feel like oh you're just the drummer like <laughs> you like realize these people they're not here for you they're for other people so that's kind of like I don't know I I love playing the drums but then again I also struggle a little bit like oh I want to be doing something more I want to be like in front on stage I don't know I guess stick to what you're good at that's kind of the message um that I would feel and uh you know why? Why should why should somebody do that? Why should somebody stick to what they're good at? Like I wanna, I wanna figure out how to play the bass. I wanna figure out how to play the fucking bagpipes, accordion. I don't care. Like if it's different, cause I'm I, I don't know. I I don't like I don't like I don't like repetition. I'm not a very patient guy, <laughs> so I always try and change it up a little bit. Um, and then a few of those other lyrics, um, you know, I talk about like. In a world full of hate, why the fuck discriminate? That's just me just kind of, I don't know. Like, I used to pride myself as being, like, a pretty competent lyric writer, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. It's it's a lot easier when you have other people helping you out. Um, and it's not like I wanted to rush this song or anything, but it was just kind of like, you know, this is my first song. The lyrics aren't perfect. It's fine. You know, it's my first song. Like, I'm pretty sure the verses one and two of this song have a pretty similar melody, but verse three, I just kind of gave up because I needed to make the words fit and I didn't know how else to do it. So I was just kind of like, oh, well, 
I'm going to change it up a little bit. Um, and yeah, as far as like the actual song goes, like musically, what I took inspiration for, um, going to take a drink real quick. Hang on. Yeah, Diet Pepsi, shit is gas. And Diet Coke, too. Um, anything, well, shouldn't be drinking that crap anyway. I don't know. I'm getting off. I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, sonically, the song is, I wanted to try a tuning that I'd never tried before. Like, you know, we all, like, I'd say, like, some of my favorite tunings, like, right, like, just of all time. I love D Standard. It just makes everything sound much darker. It's the, one of my favorite bands is Exodus, a uh, thrash metal band, and they, they a lot of their new stuff, like, everything since, like, the late 90s has been in D, and it just sounds so fucking evil and badass, and, uh, and then Exodus will always do the drop C, too, drop C tuning, drop C is, you know, Nirvana, Bleach, the first song is in drop C, Blue, like, B-L-E-W, like, that song, like, Blue by Nirvana, that song's in fucking drop C, and it sounds evil, Okay, like it sounds evil yet catchy at the same time. Like I know that was pretty off, but you get what I'm saying. Like uh, those tunings are awesome because they kind of think outside the box a little bit more. But then again, they're also very overused, and in metal bands especially, like every death metal band, every you know hard like metalcore, hardcore, like they all tune. You know, a lot of them are in D. Um, so Cauterize was actually recorded in C sharp standard. Um, I actually have not used that tuning in a while, but it's basically a half step down from D. So you tune it to D standard and then you tune it down a half step. So it's basically kind of like E flat, but a whole step down or half step down, but a whole, it's, it's, it's tuning's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, I think it's C sharp, F sharp, B, E, G sharp, C sharp. I'm actually going to pull that up, up on Google here real quick, just so I don't get cauterized. Ha! Boom! Pun! Eat it! <laughs> um, but yeah, tuning, for me, it's kind of important, but then again, it's just like whatever works. Okay, yeah, C sharp, G sharp, C sharp, F sharp, A sharp, D sharp, or I think F sharp and E are the same thing. Or C sharp, F sharp, B, E, G sharp, C... See, that's the thing about tuning, man. Everybody defines it in a different way, and that's what pisses me off. It's just like, oh, my God. Um, yeah, C sharp, C sharp standard, because if you're in E-flat tuning, like a half step down, and you tune to drop D, tuning in... See, here's the thing about tuning. Again, it's so fucking convoluted. Like, if you, okay, if you're, if you're in E-sharp, or E-flat, sorry. If you're in E-flat, and you tune it like you're in drop D, but in E-flat you'll have drop C sharp. And it's basically just the whole guitar is tuned to that. But not drop. I know. It's fucking stupid and it's fucking crazy. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. Like, Black Sabbath uses that tuning. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard has an album where it's all metal. That's pretty much what all of that is in C sharp standard. So I was kind of like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try it out and see how I like it. And... Um, I don't know, just the riffs in that song just came kind of naturally. I don't know, like, I wasn't really even thinking, like, musically. I was just kind of thinking, like, rhythm. Um, because, you know, I've been doing a lot of acoustic guitar playing and trying to figure out more stuff on my own, like, theory-wise and making everything actually sound, like, musically connected as opposed to just a bunch of random different riffs. Just, 
mindlessly just floshed like sloshed together and hoping that they all sound good together but uh yeah and then um one of my favorite bands is trivium and uh, i kind of look to their new album to kind of help write that breakdown a little bit it's kind of similar in cadence but uh yeah and then i threw a shitty guitar solo on there just because why the fuck not because <laughs> it's just like oh boy a guitar solo like never done one of those before there's a million of them out there like i just kind of was having fun with it it doesn't really go mo- go go much with that riff like like i just kind of was just like all right here's a chance to be a troll by writing a kind of shitty solo um yeah and then i don't know i didn't really write a script for this or anything i'm just kind of blindly talking um yeah, cauterized. Um, as far as like the technical aspects of that go, like I'm I'm just gonna be real with y'all. I literally track everything um in GarageBand. GarageBand. Ooh, so fucking immature and unprofessional, I know, right? But I don't know. I know I gotta save up for an actual DAW that's actually good. Um so yeah, Cauterized was mixed and mastered by Jacob, my uh, bandmate in Creeping Night. And, uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, just kind of with everything, you know, I said already about being busy with that band, it's just kind of like, you know, I'm glad that it's finally out and I'm glad that it finally came out. But trust me, like, in the future, I don't think uh, the release timetable is going to be so convoluted. Whether it means I have to you know, find someone else because Jacob's busy. You know, he's he's pretty fucking busy. You know, he's got a life. He goes to fucking Lawrence Tech for fuck's sake. Um, and if I got to find someone else to do it, uh, you know, it's like all for the music, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're 18 minutes into this shit and I kind of want it to be at least 30 minutes. Um, so yeah, I guess we can talk more a little bit about I mean, why cauterized? Why did you pick that for a name? Like, what does it mean? Well, basically, if if you've ever watched Star Wars, anytime a character gets their hand cut off by a lightsaber, that's cauterization right there, because they uh, the wound gets stopped right there, and uh, you know you cauterize it and sizzle it. So it kind of you know, I I guess that symbolizes me like kind of cutting off some parts of my life. Like, my old music, old endeavors. You know, some of the people I used to have in my life um, who aren't in my life anymore. Um, But I guess coming from, like, a place of reflection, um, you know, now that the song is finally done and out, I can finally breathe a little bit easier um, and start working on the next release. Um, And I can tell you one thing. It's going to be different in a good way. But that... I don't know. Might <laughs> it's gonna be different in a good way, but some people might not like it. I don't know. That's the thing about music. It's in taste. It's it's subjective. You know, uh, everybody likes different things, and that's more than okay. But yeah, we live in a time where there's so much music, and there's so many people. There's so many different like artists coming out of the scene. Um, that I don't know. It's like, do you really want to do this to be famous anymore? Or do you just want to do it for fun? And I've seen how miserable some famous people are. And, yeah, for right now, I'm definitely doing it only for fun. Like, you know, if you think you're just going to break it and 
become famous like right the second you know you do all this crap like no you got so much work to do like it's ridiculous um how hard some of these bands have to work especially even like some of the bigger bands like some of like or some bands that like are still together they're considered big but now like in like the musical kaleidoscope or whatever like they're not treated the same like a lot of my favorite like newer bands that i've been listening to like they've been around forever like they get treated like fucking dog shit like now compared to like you know, some newer bands. Like, bands like Straight From The Path, like, Under Oath. Like, bands with, like, 50K, you know, 60K. So, like, or, I don't fact check me on that. But, like, you know, like, bands that have been around for a long time. Like, they started, you know, back in the day. But because their social media presence isn't fucking big enough, like, their label doesn't give a fuck about them. You know, it's like, why do you think Beartooth is so successful? They have, like, 500,000 Instagram followers. And they're living like kings, you know? But, like, a band like The Devil Wears Prada or, you know, shit, like, I guess I'm going to use Straight From The Path as an example. Like, they, they literally, like, were on tour with Under Oath. And, I mean, it's not like the living conditions are bad or anything, or it's not like the tour conditions are bad, or it's not like... But it's just, like, they don't... Like, some of these bands, man, like, Knocked Loose even, too, like... They don't even get, like, a tour bus. Like, they'll just, like, rent, like, a fucking Sprinter van and just sleep in that. And it's just, like, huh. This, you know, the double standard really has changed a lot for music. But that, then again, that also has to go back to the point of shit. You know, all music is on streaming now. And Spotify, Apple Music, whatever the hell you use, like, just know that they are not paying your favorite artists what they deserve. Like, it's ridiculous that bands have to charge, like, a, like a t-shirt in my opinion it should go for like 15 20 bucks um some bands charge like 40 dollars for a t-shirt and like from a broke college kid's perspective like i'm not fucking paying that i'd rather go buy like a gram or something or i'd rather go like i'd rather buy like legos <laughs> or that's just me talking right there but like yeah for my gen like no we're not gonna spend f- well some of us are kind of stupid enough to the point where we would spend 40 dollars on a t-shirt but dude, like, I work at a mall. People literally come in. Like, how the fuck can you justify spending $300 on a Gucci print? Like, that you're just going to use to flex that you own it while you still drive a 2006 Ford Edge. Like, you would really, really, you'd really have that nice bag over a nice experience or a nice vacation? Like, I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but it's fun. So, fuck you. Um... Ewan McGregor, he's literally, you know, doing advertisements for like Expedia where he's like, do you think when we're dead, you know, we were going we're going to regret the things we didn't buy or the places we didn't go? And that really got me thinking, like, goddamn, like I've really spent so much fucking money on materialistic items. Like I work for Vans and we get a pretty generous discount and like, I'm not going to need all this when I'm dead. You know, I'm not going to value all of this the same right now versus then. Like, if I could, like, I have 105 pairs of hands, guys. That is not okay. And I'm sick and tired of pretending like it is. Um, Yeah, I mean, I know I'll have, like, a shoe collection for the rest of my life, but, like, what if my son or my grandson never ends up being a size 13 like I am? Like, that's fucked, man. That's, like, that's like only going to be good for me. Um, And, yeah, I uh, I really struggle with that, like, 
I really struggle with the way our world's kind of going now. Like, I know we've been through a pandemic and everything, but it just kind of feels like it happened, and now everybody's just kind of like, oh, well, you know, just trying to... But, like, like, I don't know. I'm a big believer in, like, accountability, and, well, sometimes I'm not accountable myself, so I'm not really one to talk. But, yeah, no, it's just like, well, are we going to remember all this? Are we going to forget all about this? Like, what? what is the... I know the best thing to do is just kind of, like, move on, but... That just doesn't feel natural or right to me. Um, but, it, I mean, looking on the bright side, though, things are opening up. Thank you to the, you know, beautiful world of science. And if you don't agree with the science, then you just, you're part of the problem at this point. But, um, yeah, it's really nice to get back to real life. Like, you know, going to a show is something I never thought I would be able to do for the past two years. But, I mean, I've played shows I've been able, to, I've been lucky enough to play shows. Um, I've been lucky enough to go to shows. I've been lucky enough to go to graduations, you know, all these events. And yeah, it's nice to be able to do this. But like part of me just feels so awkward. Like I feel like humans, humans have lost the ability to socialize after COVID. Like those three months of being on lockdown or whatever, or four months, like they really took a toll. Like, um, you know. I don't know if this is just a generational thing or if it's just I don't I don't get how kids are these days but like back before we were open or back at Vans before we closed like you know we had a lot like we had a lot more talkative customers like teenagers and stuff and now it's just like they 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 don't they don't want anything to do with us um and it's cuz yeah these kids have forgotten how to socialize I've forgotten how to socialize like I literally stutter and you know blank half the time I talk to people like now, like even now, like even coming back from this pandemic, like I still feel like a goober sometimes. Like I feel like, uh, I don't know. Do I not get out enough? I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I really, I'm not going to lie. I, I've had a pretty not so good year of mental health, but I, I don't know. Like after this pat these past few weeks, like getting a new job, you know, new things in my life, like I feel like. It's getting better, but I don't know. I don't want to slip into old habits, and I don't want to, you know, have old problems start coming back up again, so to speak. Because, um, yeah, like, this podcast, you know, could be all about music, or it could, you know, very well turn into a conversation like this with somebody else. Like, I could be talking to someone about music, and then we could be talking about, like, suicide or, you know, child abuse or something serious. I mean, only if they would want to talk about that. I'm not going to be like, all right, so we just talked about Metallica for, like, an hour. Um, Tell me about all the fucking times you got abused when you were a baby, dude. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess... I guess I want this podcast to be used, utilized for good more than just selfless expression and selfless self-promotion. Because um, that's not what I'm here to do. Like, yeah, sure, I want to promote a band and I want to promote music and all this bullshit. But then again, at the end of the day, like, I, I want to be able to leave a nice uh, mark on our world in some way, shape, or form. Whether Yeah, whether that be through music or whether that be for something else. Because uh, right now I'm going to college... Uh, that's also something I wanted to talk about in a minute, but yeah, I'm going to college for, uh, to major in communications. Um, and yeah, like, like just hearing about all that, like hearing how it can make a difference in the world. Like, yeah, it excites me, 
But then again, it's like I'm surrounded by peers and kids my age who just want to do nothing all day and smoke and and get fat and everything. And it's just kind of like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the whole kind of, I guess, college thing. Like, yeah, I'm in school. I go to a... I go to Oakland University. Um, I know it's not like as rigorous as some other schools, but believe me, like some of the teachers here, crazy. Um, so, but that being said, you know, it's kind of like Necro is my project, but then again, it's like I put real life first. I put I put school first, family first, work first. Um, and then the music kind of comes, I guess. So yeah, there's going to be, there, there could be months like, like, sorry, <gasps> hiccup. Um, there could be like month gaps in between songs or, or releases or whatever you want to call them. That's definitely going to happen. And it's because, yeah, I'm a busy human being. And I think that people prioritize, I guess, or people have like this way about them. They'll like prioritize their art and their expression and their everything else over their friends and family and loved ones. And it's just kind of like, huh, you really do spend all your time at work. Huh, you really do spend all your time making music. Huh, all you do is spend your time just painting. You know, it's just like, well, you got to have a balance. Like, Karate Kid moment here. No, Cobra Kai moment. Life is all about balance, as Daniel said in, like, season three. Like, you know, uh, or Daniel. That's his, Daniel LaRusso. Sorry, I thought I, like, I have this weird habit of, like, like, I'll say, oh, remember in Star Wars when Mark Hamill... No, when Luke, the main character... I have this weird habit of, like, saying actors' names instead of characters' names. But, yeah, when Daniel has this big moment, he's talking to Robbie, the son of his sworn enemy, uh, Johnny Lawrence. It's season two, I think. Yeah, not season three. He's like, life is all about balance. That shit hits close to home, dog. Like, I swear to God, if you do not have a good work-life balance, if you don't have a good creativity life balance, like, if you don't make time for your family, your loved ones, like, you, like, that's when you hear people, like, I'm gonna die alone, man, like, yeah, that's because nobody realizes how good something is until it's right in front of them, or people have good stuff right in front of them, and they don't realize it until it's far away from them, I guess, um, yeah, totally not a cop out here, but I'm at 30 minutes, <laughs> um, but yeah, if you listen this long, okay, you get to finally hear the truth. I re-recorded this podcast because um, the first one was just a little too, you know, a little too detaily in some parts and a little too personal. And, you know, I just kind of want to keep this as like neutral and as like uh, unabridged as possible. Um, So, yeah. And yeah, there were some dates in the old podcast that didn't work. Like I like, yeah, I wanted this song to be out in May. It didn't happen. Because life happens, not because of anybody. So I guess this is like the revised edition of this podcast. But I pretty much hit all the points that I wanted to hit on. I restated, you know, the important things that I wanted to say. Um, but yeah, guys, I'm really excited that I finally got to do this. And I finally, you know, have something to show for all this. So if you've been waiting since like January, like you are a real one. And I mean that. Um but yeah, I just I'm very grateful to be able to do this. I'm grateful to have people that care about it and I'm grateful, you know, if you're a close friend of mine, if you're listening to this, if you're like family, you know, if you're if you've ever come and see see me play with a different band, 
thank you for listening to this because, like I said earlier, sometimes I kind of just felt like I was just a fucking drummer and nothing else. And I mean, say what you will about that. Like, oh, Carter, you should play the drums. Like, chill out. Like, that's not good enough for you. I'm sorry. I have high standards. And uh, if you don't like it, um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of a rushed ending to this podcast, but uh, I want, yeah, thank you all again for listening. And uh, I don't have the next one planned or anything like that, but you know, I want to be able to drop these in conjunction with when the songs come out. But if it's going to be looking like there's going to be a huge gap between the next song, I will work on getting a guest for the next one and actually um, having this be a little bit more professional next time. But I mean, hey, I always just want to deliver. So, yeah. All right, everybody, thank you so much. If you listen to this all the way through, uh, Necromaniacal, Carter here, signing off. Thank you. (laughs) 